All right, church, we're going to be in Ephesians 5 today. And um, let's see, do we got enough people? My wife will be here. We will, because my goal was for us to do our little breakouts. <laughs> so we'll have to work that out. Um, so I didn't make it very long today because I want us to have some discussion. So our scripture today is Ephesians chapter 5. And we'll look at verse 15 through 17. And our topic is time. The subject will be time for sale. Just like you say, is this car for sale? Is that bike for sale? Time for sale. Do you have time for sale? Right? We would, many of us would love to buy back time if we could. Right? We would purchase a lot of time for some people. We would buy as much as we could. Right? Time. So that is what we're going to talk about today. In the beginning... The scripture tells us, this is in Genesis 1-1, that God created the heavens and the earth, right? He created the heavens and the earth, and you can say that's when time began. Or you can go to day one, where the Lord creates or makes a separation between night and day. You know, there's morning and there's evening, right? That's when the earth begins to spin on its axis, right? And time really begins to go, right? Because you're going from morning to afternoon, afternoon to uh, evening, and then evening to night. And that's time, right? The, the, the clock is spinning now. The earth is moving, right? That is, that is time. Later on in Genesis, not only do we see time being introduced, but we also, later on in chapter 1, get introduced to the purpose of time. The purpose of time. At least when it comes to mankind, we get the understanding of what the purpose of time is for. Because we find God telling Adam and Eve later on in Genesis 1 to be fruitful, right? And multiply to fill the earth, right? Um, to subdue it and to rule over the animal kingdom. We see that it's their purpose. So the purpose of time, in short, you could say, you can summarize or say the purpose of time for mankind is to do and carry out God's will. In short, that's, that's the purpose of time. He set that thing in motion, at least for humans, and he gave Adam and Eve this, these decrees, these commandments, if you will, these, this direction, and he gave us the purpose for time, the purpose of, for time as, as mankind. But later on, what happens? Mankind disobeys God, and time falls into the hands of sin and evil, and people are no longer using time to do God's will, Right? But now people are using time to do their own will. And the will behind that will is a dark kingdom known as Satan. And this will bring us to our scripture today, which is Ephesians 5, verse 15 through 17. And the word of God reads this, Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. 17. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Understanding what the will of the Lord is. So last week we looked at biblical wokeness, right? We, look what it, we looked at what it means to be biblically woke. And in today's text, the Apostle Paul is He's wrapping up his thoughts from verse 1 through 14. That's what he's doing. He's wrapping up his thoughts, which starts from verse 1 all the way down to verse 14. And he's preparing to go into this new thought in verse 22 on down to chapter 6. But before he, he does that, he's going to wrap up his thought from verse 1 through 14. And the, the heading of that thought, if you wanted to summarize all 
that we have learned from verse 1 through 14, it could be redeeming the time. Because in these verses we've looked at or we have been instructed on how we ought to use time. We ought to use our time here on earth to imitate God, we've seen in verse 1, right? To be children of God. We've we seen that we are called to use our time while on this earth to model Christ, to model Jesus in this world. We are, seen, we are shown that we are to use our time to not engage in deeds of darkness or immorality and to not use our tongue as a weapon to destroy people. We looked at last week, we were called to use our time to ponder on the things that please God and to do those things that are good, righteous, and true, right? We, we are told to use our time to expose evil, not just sin within our own self, but sin in the world and, and things that we come across. So we, you can summarize all of really verses 1 through 14 and using time, redeeming the time, how we're going to use our time. And so then we get to here today, our scripture today, which is Verse 16. Now we're going to look at 15 too, but I want to start in 16. In 16, the Apostle Paul says this, making the most of your time because the days are evil. If you have your King James Bible, we'll say redeeming the time because the days are evil. So the Apostle Paul here in verse 16, he's telling these former pagans, right? He's telling these former heathens who were separated from God at one point of time in their life to now redeem the time. He tells them to redeem the time. And if your translation like mine says making the most of your time, that's more of a uh, an interpretation. It, he's, it's more of a thought. They're not giving us the actual word, but the, the word here is really redeemed. But my translation has given us the thought or he's trying to give us the intention of Paul when it says to make the most of your time. But again, if you have a like a King James Bible, when you read verse 5 or verse 16, it'll say to redeem the time, redeem the time because the days are evil, right? So we are called to redeem the time. Now let's get a definition here. What does redeem mean, right? If Paul is calling these former pagans to redeem the time because the days are evil, we should ask ourselves, what does redeem mean, right? Redeem, right? And we understand what redeem means by looking at the Old Testament, right? That's a good place to understand what redemption is. Because if you go to the Old Testament, particularly Leviticus 25, you'll see that Israel had these things called redemption rights, right? Redemption rights where if a person... You guys heard this before, but I'm going to say it again, where if a person fell on hard times, right, you know, like sometimes people do, if they fell on hard times, as a last resort, they would either sell themselves into like slavery or servitude, or if they had property, they would sell their property to whoever so that, so that they can get by. But when they sold themselves or they sold their property, they had this thing called redemption rights, right, where a person from your family could go and buy the property that you sold and put it back in the family's name. Or if you weren't able to buy yourself out of servitude, they would go and offer the money to restore you to your right position as you were before you enter yourself into servitude. And those person that did that, they were called redeemers, right? And they were exercising their redemption right by restoring this person who was in servitude back to their original condition or getting this property that was sold and restoring it back to its rightful owner right in the family. That's called redemption. That was your redeemer who did that. And that is really what Jesus did for us. 
Jesus has redeemed us because we were sold to sin, right? We were sold to, to, to bondage to Satan. And what did Jesus come do? He went and he redeemed us. He restored us back to our rightful place. Because in Genesis, we started in the kingdom, right? We started in the kingdom of God, given dominion to go and, and rule and to reign um, as God's viceroys, but then we, we lost that, right? We began to serve a different king. We began to serve evil. We began to serve a different master. But through the gospel, through Jesus, we are now being redeemed and restored to our place in the kingdom as children of God. And so that is redemption rights. That is redeeming. But Paul says here to these Ephesians, you ought to redeem the time. Redeem the time, but how can you redeem time? How can you buy back time, right? Is, is time for sale? Can you go and buy some time? Can somebody tell me, can I go buy time on Amazon, right? Can, can I just order me some time? No, you, you, you can't buy time. We can't get, buy, get uh, purchase time. And not only that, if, if, if time is for sale, then who did time sell herself to in the first place, right? Like that person who fell on hard times and that would, would sell themselves into servitude? Did, did time itself fall on hard times and sell herself into servitude? And if so, who did time sell herself to? Who was the buyer? Who was time's new master? Well, I think many of us can answer that question. We can answer that question because before you came to know Jesus Christ, Right Before you came to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, before you became biblically woke, how did you use your time? How did you use your time when you were spiritually dead? Or to stay along and use the woke sleep metaphor, how did you use your time when you were asleep? How did you use your time? We used our time before we knew Jesus, we used our time when we were dead in our sins. We used our time when we were spiritually dead. What do we use it for? We used our time to carry out our own will, right? To carry out our own purposes and to carry out our purposes over God's purpose. Guess what? That is evil. That's why we were using our time for evil. Just like any, I mean, like, uh, what's the example I want to say? Um, I'm going to just leave it at that. To, 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 to do my will over God's will is really the definition of evil, of selling my time to evil. And I know that's a little different because in our society, we have this pretty high standard for labeling something as evil, right? For something to be evil in our society, it has to be some extreme atrocity, right? It has to be somebody getting murdered or raped or shot or beheaded or killed. And we look at that and we say, oh, that is evil. That is just wrong. We don't just say it's wrong. We say that is evil. But the Bible has a different standard for evil. It's not that, that high atrocity standard that we raise. I want to give you the Bible's example of evil. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13. Let me read you how the Bible describes evil here. Jeremiah says this, or this is the Lord. He says, for my people have committed two evils. What are those two evils, Lord? Did they kill somebody? Did, did somebody get blown up? Did they, did they go and rob somebody? Did they go to commit fraud? Tell me what evil, God, did your, two, did your people do? He says, my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me. Oh, wow. 
So the evil is just to forsake God, to leave God, to go in after some other God, to go and serve something else, whether it's my, my career, whether it's my goals, whether it's myself, whether whatever it is, to forsake God and to worship and give somebody else the attention that only the, that God deserves is, in God's eyes, evil. See, that's a big difference from our world standard. So he says, my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me. The fountain of living water. They have left me the fountain of living water and they have hewn for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns who cannot hold water. So the first evil is that they left me. The next evil is that they left me and they went and downgraded and got something else. And God calls that evil. So the point I'm showing you here is that the Bible standard of evil was a lot different from the world standard of evil. See, we used our time to lie when we were dead in our, in our sins. That was evil. We used our time to take advantage of people. See, that, that was evil. We used our time for our own pride. That was evil. We used time for our own self-centeredness. That was, that was evil. We used our time to engage in immorality. That, that's evil. We used our time to worship idols. The idols of money, the, the idols of sports and entertainment, the, the idols of our dreams and our goals, the, the idols of success and achievement. We even turned our families and children and our spouses into idols and we worship at their altar. We use our tongue to destroy people. That's how we use time to destroy people. And this is the way of the world was when Paul wrote it to the Ephesians. And this is the way that the world is now. So time has sold herself to evil. When you ask who was the buyer of time, who did time sell herself to? Time sold herself to evil. Evil. The apostle says in verse 16, because the days are evil. But he's also instructing, and here's the key point, if you get nothing else from this teaching in verse 16, but he's also instructing the Ephesians, the believers, the Christians, in verse 16, to redeem the time. So evil has, so time has sold their, herself to, to evil, but Paul is here in verse 16. He's instructing these Ephesians, these Christians, to redeem time. And we talked about redemption, what it means. It means to buy back. So he's telling these Ephesians to buy back time, to set time free, to liberate time, to restore time to its original purpose, which is to carry out God's will, to do God's purposes. That's what it means to redeem the time, to buy back the time. That time that was lost, now I'm buying it back and I'm restoring it and I'm now using it for God's purpose. That's redeeming time, just like you redeem property. You're getting this property that was once lost, that was no longer yours, and now you're restoring it back to its original owner, to its rightful owner. You're taking that person who was uh, enslaved, right, because they sold themselves into servitude. Now you're restoring them back to their old standing. With us, we're doing the same thing, but with time. We're now, and we're taking time, if you were, from evil, if you will. Now we're going to use this time for its original purposes, which is to serve God, which is to do God's will. That is why Paul says in a previous verse, verse 15, he tells the Ephesians to pay careful attention, to look, to examine, pay careful attention to how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time. That's how that verse goes from 15 to 16. 
So he says, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but wise. What is wisdom? Ask yourself that. What, what is wisdom? When he says to walk, not as unwise men, but wise, what is wisdom? Well, a good biblical definition for wisdom is skill in living. Living skillfully according to God's way of doing things. That's a good definition for biblical wisdom. It's skill in living. And so Paul says to live not as unwise, but wise. And if you better want to see how this, this verse breaks down, let me show you this parallel here between verse 15 and 17, right? And you'll really see how this really gets to Paul's point. So if you look at verse 15, right? Paul says that in, in verse 15, let's just go through this. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise. Verse 16, making the most of the time because the days are evil. Then he goes to 17 and says, so then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. What is foolish there in verse 17? Foolish is the opposite of what? Wisdom. So, so foolishness here parallels with verse 15 to walk as unwise, right? That's the parallel with 15 and 17. So to live foolishly is to live or walk unwisely. And to walk wisely is parallel with understanding what the will of the Lord is, walking according to the will of God. That, that's the parallel. So Paul is saying to pay attention to your walk and live your life as someone who is skilled in living. As someone who is living skillfully, using wisdom, walking according to the ways of the Lord, discerning the will of God, walking that way, saying, be careful and look at your life and walk in that manner and not as unwise. So when I'm redeeming the time, I am buying back time now for God's purposes. And now I'm going to use time wisely to live um, according to God's way, according to God's way of doing things. That is what redeeming the time is. See, I'm buying this time back now so I can go and live skillfully, live God's way versus like I did in the past where I lived evil or I gave my time over to evil. See, now I'm, I'm living a different way. See, body of Christ, we've been, we, we've given too much of our time, church, too much of our life to evil. Let's buy back time for God's purposes. Let's redeem the time. Let's restore time to its original intent, which is to do the will of God. Let's, let's redeem time to love one another. Let's, let's redeem time to worship God, right? Let, let's restore time back to its original purpose. Let's, let's redeem time to tell people about the good news of the kingdom of God. Let's, let's redeem time to live holy lives. Let's, let's get time time back to its original purpose. Why? Because the days are evil. Evil already took so much time. People are using so much time to do evil. Paul is saying, no, let's buy this thing back. Let's get this thing back and let's use our time for its original purposes. Let's redeem the time. Let's redeem the time from our couch, right? Let's redeem the time from our, from our couch or our favorite chair. Or let's redeem the time from our phones or our screens. See, our phones and our couches and our screens, guess what? Those are some of the tools that Satan uses to rob time of his original purpose. I was having a conversation with my daughter um, this week, and I was telling her how this world could be a, a, a much better place if people just simply got off the couch 
and use their gifts and their talent and their God-giving abilities for good. But no, people have decided to hand over their time over to laziness, which can be evil. So, brothers and sisters, let's redeem the time. Let's use our time, or some translations will say these opportunities to do God's will, to walk according to God's way, to fulfill his purposes. We've spent enough time giving evil our time. But now let's redeem it. Let's buy it back. Let's restore it to the purposes that God created it. When he said in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And if you are looking for some practical examples of our right, drum, t- tell me how can I redeem time? How can I do it? I got something better than giving you practical steps. I got something better than one, two, three, do this. More than steps, guess what? I got a person. I got a person that you can look at who, who, who redeemed the time, who, who lived skillfully. And guess what his name is? It's Jesus. See, if you want to look at what it means to redeem the time, if you want to know what it means to live skillfully in this world, to live a life that is according to God's plan, you look no further than Jesus Christ. See, I can go and give you some practical steps, but no, what I'm challenging you to do is go in your Bible and open up the Gospels and read about Jesus. Read the life of Jesus. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and look at the life of Jesus and you will see a person who has redeemed the time, who is using time for God's purposes, who is living skillfully. That's who you want to look at. You'll find a person, as Peter says, when he's talking to Cornelius and all the Gentiles, he says in Acts 10.38, when he sums up Jesus' life, he says that Jesus went about doing good and healing all of those who were oppressed by the devil. That's the way he kind of sums up some of the actions that Jesus did. Guess what? We can redeem the time by doing the same. We can go about doing good. We can bring healing. Why? Because I have Jesus inside of me. I have the kingdom of God inside of me. See, oftentimes, just you going and speaking to a person that's down, you can bring healing just by using your words, just by being that presence, just by being that voice, just by being right there, and people are changed and feeling better, just you being around. See, we can go like Jesus, and we can redeem the time. And as Peter said, do good and heal those who have been oppressed, he says, by the devil. See, we can do that. Or we can do what Jesus did in Mark 1.15 where Jesus steps on the scene and he tells people to repent because the kingdom of God has come. See, that's how Jesus redeems the time. That is how he uses time by telling people about the kingdom of God, that it has come. And he's calling people to repent. And see, we can just go and look at the life of Jesus. And you can see how to redeem the time. You can see how to use my life for the purposes of God. We learn how to live wisely. So church, it's time. It's time to redeem the time. It's time to use time for its original purpose. Doing God's will. Living according to God's way. No more giving it over to evil. We've done enough of that. Evil has already robbed us of so much time. Now it's time to redeem that. Taking this back. I'm taking this time back, Satan, evil, for this is for God now. I'm using my time for the Lord now to walk according to his purposes, his ways. I'm not going to get myself caught up in all this evil that is out there. No, I'm redeeming the time. So we looked at today, verse 15 and 16, where Paul tells the Ephesians, believers and Christians, to be careful how you walk, not as unwise, but wise, right? And what would be a good biblical definition for wise? Just curious. I kind of forgot. Living according to God's plan. All right. 
Yep. Skill in living is what I love. Living, yep. To live skillfully according to God's way of doing things, right? So if I'm wise, I'm, I know how to live, right? I'm skilled in living. I know how to live according to God's way or doing things God's way, right? So he's saying, believers, be careful. Look at your walk. Look how you're living. Live as people who are skilled in living, right? Who know how to walk according to the will of God, right? So that's the first call. And then he says to make the most of the time, right? Or to redeem the time. We are like metaphorically buying time back, if you will, and, and repurposing it for its true purpose, which is God's will, right? So we're now going to use all of our, our time, our opportunity to live according to God's will, not the evil time, how we wasted it in the past, right? So we are buying back time. Time was like sold. Time was in servitude and now I'm going to go and I'm going to buy this time back and I'm going to use it all for God's purposes. So we're buying it back. We're using opportunities to walk according to God's will.